It's time now, though, for the Rural News with Susan Murray in Kirikirirua. Kia ora, Susan, and poor pay rates are making it hard to attract teachers and principals to rural jobs. Good afternoon. A country school principal is backing this week's planned industrial action by teachers, saying some challenges affecting urban schools are magnified in the regions. 50,000 teachers and principals from kindergartens and primary and secondary schools will strike on Thursday. New Zealand Educational Institute says nearly half the country's school principals are new because their predecessors keep leaving for better paid, less stressful jobs. Andrew King is the principal at Orapee School in rural Bay of Plenty and says there's certainly no incentive to be at the helm of a small school. You've got principals that might earn less or the same as teachers, which therefore begs the question, what's the incentive to be a principal? Um, when you're ultimately responsible for the school in a self-governed school. Um, and also another issue is relativities to pay of secondary school principals. So a secondary principal in a school the same size as mine would be earning more. Andrew King says rural schools are getting fewer and fewer applicants, which affects the quality of the education the children receive. And he says this is at a time when students actually need more support due to COVID and severe weather disruptions. It's so important now to be a community leader as a principal, which goes beyond the school gate. And that's just how it is, and that's how it will be for the next five years at least, I, I suspect, because of climate change and the pandemic and um, and the consequences of that where we've got more and more complex issues with kids' needs. Principal of Orapi School in Rural Bay of Plenty, Andrew King. The Ministry of Education is meeting with the Educational Institute on Wednesday. A central Otago viticulturist says the RSE workers arriving from Vanuatu are very stressed following two intense cyclones hitting their country this month. James Dicey says about 400 RSE Vanuatu workers will be helping harvest the 2023 vintage. He says it is very tough for them leaving so much carnage behind, but they're desperate for money to get repairs started. And he says it's not the first time the island nation has been hit by a devastating cyclone. In 2015, Cyclone Pam caused major disruption. Rather than this year being investing in new businesses or whatever, um, a lot of that money is going to be spent on restoring the infrastructure that they've uh, sort of been building and accumulating over the years. And having spoken to a couple of my guys who've been with me since Cyclone Pam, um, they lost houses at Pam because of the way that they built and the materials that they were using. This time round, they've lost some of their gardens. Um, which is an important food source for them. So there's going to be an immediate short term with that. Uh, But actually, because they've been able to invest in the infrastructure back in Vanuatu and been able to afford to use the good um, New Zealand standard uh, building uh, and equipment, uh, and a lot of their houses have actually withstood, apart from a little bit of cosmetic damage, have actually withstood the cyclone. So the building's not totaled. James Dicey says Central Otago employers will be increasing their support for Vanuatu. He says they'll be taking lessons from the response to Cyclone Pam in 2015 and waiting longer to understand exactly what help will be the most beneficial. And once you do, then make sure you apply your resources into the correct place. You know, not only us, but all the rest of the members of the Seasonal Solutions Cooperative will be chucking our resources together to try and make sure the guys are well supported, not only emotionally here, but actually financially back in Vanuatu again as well.
James Dicey is calling on Air New Zealand to put Vanuatu back on its schedule. He says it's a logistical nightmare connecting Air Vanuatu flights with domestic Air New Zealand ones. North Island shearing crews have been working hard to reach farms left isolated by Cyclone Gabriel. Wet weather through summer had already delayed schedules with the cyclo- and the cyclone has compounded the issue. Shearing Contractors Association President Mark Burrowclough says the challenges around access mean simple tasks like getting sheep or shearers to the shed are now difficult in some places. And in cases, there's also damage to the shed itself. You, you know, we go there shearing for a reason and um, generally the farmers sort of need to get things done because it, it suits their animal health program and their whole farming policy. So some way or another, most would like to achieve what they what, what they set out to do. So um, the work should still be there. It's just getting it done. Mark Barrowcliffe says farmers and shearing crews just want to get the work done and it's been an incredibly tricky season to put behind them. Venison prices have picked up from the record lows seen during the COVID pandemic, but farmers say there's still a way to go before they break even. The latest update from Rural Insights Group AgriHQ shows prices are sitting around $8 a kilogram in both islands, $4 lower than farmers say they need to be profitable. But AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowd says while prices have dropped slightly in recent weeks, generally the outlook is positive, and with offshore venison demand growing Steadily, farm gate prices in spring should show a good lift. North America and Europe have been showing strong interest, which is really um, positive because Europe is sitting in what is their traditionally their off season at the moment. Uh, in the frozen post game season, we've also seen a, a slight lift in demand from Europe as well. Strong forward orders uh, combined with further easing of shipping issues have things pointing in the right direction. Uh, and I think, too, the continued opening of those Asian markets is also driving some positive market sentiment, um, as well as further development of uh, retail and, and the food service markets in the US. Mel Crowd, and she says there's a big push to market New Zealand venison to home cooks, as pre-COVID the sector was very reliant on the food service industry. And finally, the passion fruit season has been a mixed bag for growers. Earlier this season, some growers lost their entire crop due to disease and some left the industry altogether. But Passion Fruit Growers Association President Debbie Baxter says for those who are harvesting, the yields have been good. It's just the wet summer means picking in Tairawhiti and Bay of Plenty is a month later than normal. Certainly by now, we'd be looking to sort of come down off our peak but we're barely getting going. <laughs> it's been quite a slow start. And I think that's just the lack of sunshine days. Debbie Baxter says some growers will export fruit to California through until May. And that wraps up the Rural News for today.